Angie's List is now Angie, the nation's largest home services marketplace, and they're here to help homeowners get all their jobs done well. Angie's helped over 150 million homeowners care for their homes. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, come to Angie to connect with and hire skilled professionals to get the job done well. My latest project, tree trimming for our phone lines into the radio show. I mean, any home improvement you need, Angie can help you find the best price for your project. Angie lets you request and compare quotes from multiple pros in just a few taps or book services at an upfront price based on local data. Angie has cost guides that tell you what others have paid for similar projects, both nationally and in your area. Get started at Angie.com, that's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. The app and the website is free to use. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. BiteClear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oh, man. This is a happy hour for a bullshit week. This was some bullshit this week at the Supreme Court. School shooting bullshit. We had Omicron bullshit. I mean, God. Right? Bullshit. Thank you. <laughs> Happy hour is when we can let our freak flags, <laughs> yes, our freak yes. fucking flags fly, right? Our fuck flags fly. Oh, my God. We have all the fucks to give in this episode. Yeah. And by the way, I'm not even able to speak at all soon, let alone say fuck, right? When the Handmaid's Tale is complete. They're going to shoot uh, you off the Gilead. Igor. Uh, um, okay. So it was just a week, man. But we had a uh, Greg Gilberson, who was Giberson. a... Giberson. party, who was a, one of the dads mm-hmm. um, who whose son was at the school uh, for the shooting in Michigan yeah. this week. His son, Jacob, um, thankfully survived. But uh, he reached out to us, and we did an extraordinary interview that you're going to hear now. But it sent us the whole text chain yeah. that parents all over the country are having with their kids in the middle of active shootings, not knowing, are you going to... And he said there were a terrifying two or three minutes where he didn't hear back from him. And he was like, why didn't you text me back? He's like, Dad, I was running. Right? I mm-hmm. mean, it's just, and these are the texts when you're waiting two or three minutes going, did my kids survive or not? And, and you know... Chris Murphy's impassioned speeches again on the Senate floor. And here we go again. Rinse, lather, repeat. We have another fucking variant because people will not get vaccinated. Yes. So we dealt with that all week. And then uh, the Supreme Court. So we talked to uh, uh, Glenn Kirshner, which, who always makes us feel better. It's an extra long Glenn Kirshner that we needed just about everything between Supreme Court. And he about. really, really feels justice is coming mm-hmm. on January 6th. Just given everything we talked about, the Meadows, the Jeffrey Clark subpoenas, um, um, just in terms of the the uh, this is really good news that we are going to have weeks of televised hearings in yes. 2022 on January 6th. And he feels uh, the dust Justice Department is uh, investigating uh-huh. and will uh, the justice will come all the way to the top. So, uh, listen, this is there's going to be a happy ending to this uh, happy hour. Take off your clothes. Start touching yourself now. And um, I'm telling you, justice, no, justice, no, will no. justice will come. Justice will come. Just saying. Why am I? You'll take, enjoy why it. You have to go why there? do you have to take a beautiful thing I, and make it dirty? Well, because I have to. Because that's what's going on in America. I had to work blue, <laughs> but this will get rid of your blue balls. I'm just telling you. Oh, you will. God. Justice will come, and so will you. These enjoy. Ba- these balls are not blue. Happy happy hour. 
Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. Greg uh, Gilberson, Giberson. Giberson reached out to us, who is a dad there. His son is okay, but I... I just got to say, sent us the text messages. How many parents listening right now have, this is our reality in 2021, have had these text chains with their kids, right? Just uh, um, lockdown. Jacob, his son, writes, what's happening? No clue. People are outside and running. I'm in my classroom. No clue what's happening. They're running away from the school? Yes. Is your classroom locked down? Active shooter uh, on site? Yes. Police arrived? Can you hear any loud noises or anything? Can, uh, yes. Police, I think. I hear police sirens, active shooter, I think, cops yelling, stay calm. I am, you stay calm. This is 2021, right? You know, having to, kids and parents having to try to reassure each other in yeah. the midst of this. What's your teacher doing? Uh, you know, just, I mean, obviously these back and forth standing, telling us to stay quiet. Okay, do you hear police in the building? I did. What's happening? I don't know. Any sound or activity? Where are you in the school? I'm in one of the safest rooms. No windows except for the doors, two doors. Um, I'm in, uh, uh, okay, are you sitting at your desk? Under, okay. Uh, it, I'll tell you if I need you to pick me up. Keep texting me for now. Okay, Raleigh, just called to, just called to check on you. I'll come get you once this is over. Love you, buddy. I mean, and then waiting to see if your kid, you know. Okay, so um, Greg, um, I'm sorry, my saying this? Guyberson, whose son Jacob is okay, but uh, reached out to us, a listener in Michigan, uh, and joins us now. Hey, good morning, Greg. Good morning, Stephanie. Thanks for thanks for having me. Uh, Greg, thanks for reaching out to us. Um, and I'm just I, I I'm so sorry for the stress that you have had. It is have to be unbearable what you've been through in the last 24 hours. Um, it has been. It's and we're all still numb. And I mean, the fact that I can talk to you suggests that that we're that that I'm numb. You know, it's yeah. Um, it's overwhelming. And as you ended the reading the the script there in the text. You're right. There was a pause there, and um, and it was the most panicked couple of minutes because he stopped texting, and I didn't know what was happening. And then he called, and he was out of the building, and he was in a car on his way to Meyer, and it was a huge relief. But still, you don't know what what happened. You know what happened. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, when you reached out, because you can imagine anyone can reach out, we had to verify, like, yes, yeah, you're yeah. real. And, you know, and then we didn't know. It's just so awkward in terms of, oh, do we promote this? Like, it's entertainment. And then, you know, the fact that emotionally maybe you wouldn't feel up to it this morning, which is totally understandable. But it, it's, it is every parent's reality now in America, isn't it? I've had Fred Gutenberg on the show, who, of course, got the horrible opposite news that you did. And Rhonda you, Hart, also mm-hmm. from Texas. Yeah, Rhonda Hart from Texas as well. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, I, I, Are you also struck as we are by, you know, these school board meetings with people screaming about the danger of your kid having to wear a mask or read a history book that makes them feel bad about, you know, being white? I, when, when this kind of thing is happening every day in America. Yeah, it's, it, it's amazing. The things that, that parents choose to be concerned about is amazing. I mean, when, when I drive, and I'm sure there are a lot of parents who feel the same way, when I drive to or from the high school, 
I don't think to myself, um, I, I hope it never happens here. I think to myself, I hope that my kid is not there when it happens here. Yeah. And that, that is incredible that, that we have to think that way. That yeah. it's so commonplace that these things happen in schools, that it's more of a um, not if but when. Yeah. And then we spend so much time talking about whether or not it's appropriate to have our kids wear masks to protect each other. It's just, it's crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, and we were talking, I know a lot of stuff is not confirmed yet. We don't know yet whether this father, you said there have been rumors that he bought the gun for this 15-year-old, but we don't know that yet or whether he just, the 15-year-old got the gun, but it was only uh, four days previous to the shooting that the gun was purchased, right? That's my understanding. I, I don't know the facts my, my understanding is what i've read is that that it was recently purchased yeah and, um you know a, a gun shop opened in town in the last year and <laughs> you know guns don't seem to make us safer yeah i well greg we've just been talking about that ever since rittenhouse there's been already several incidents where you know road rage this that hunting accident with father killed his 11 year old daughter in texas i mean it's just it i have yet to read a situation where a gun you know did not make something end tragically and not better in any way and it's I, I, you know, I think I understand, I don't know if you saw Senator Murphy on the floor, but, you know, we all said that back then that, you know, Newtown in his district, if 20, you know, six-year-olds getting blown away at close range didn't do anything. I mean, the sadness about what happened with in, in your school, yet your son's school, is it barely, you know, makes a huge story. It's like, oh, it's only three kids. I mean, and we're into our multiple hundreds of these mass shootings just this year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing that we have that kind of scale, you know, that, that oh, it was only it was only three, there were only like 11 people that were shot. That's not as big, it's not as big of a deal, but it is, it's a huge deal. It's a life-changing deal for thousands of people. It's a life-changing deal for uh, a town, for, for, for the state. Whitmer came down um, yesterday, she was in town and gave a statement, and you could see on her face how painful and emotional this is, you know, it's. She said it's a, it's a parent's. She was. It's not small. She said it's a parent's worst nightmare. She's obviously a parent, and I'm sure she's thinking of the, you know, men that showed up with AK-47s at the Capitol and liberate Michigan, and you know that we're going to kidnap her. And it's, I, I, I mean, the degree to which we've just become a scary gun culture. You've got Alana Omar playing of, you know, her latest death death threat was someone threatening to blow her away, and it, and it's. Mm-hmm. I don't know, you know, how you're feeling this morning. I mean, I and the other thing, by the way, 11 people, there's still people critically, critically injured, right? Going into surgery mm-hmm. still today. Yeah. Correct? Yes, that's true. Yeah. yeah. And, and we haven't heard updates on, on them yet. Yeah, yeah. What? Oh, boy. So how long? I just, God, it's just so hard to get my head around. I don't have kids, so it's hard even to get my head around. So how long was it? Did you say a couple minutes when you didn't hear from your from your son and you weren't sure what was happening? Yeah, at the end of that text chain, I said, I love you, buddy. There was about two or three minutes where he wasn't texting back. Mm. And um, his, his mother is a teacher, but she teaches virtually upstairs. And I had told her what's going on, and she had shut her class down. And we were just kind of waiting by the door to, to go, but we didn't know where to go or what to do. And But that two or three minutes where he wasn't texting back, I, you know, like, what's, what's happening, what's happening, what's happening? And I, you feel so helpless. Yeah. You feel 
that, you know, you have no control over the world and just waiting on the phone to ring or to see those little dots that he's texting. Yeah, but yes, yes, to see if the dots are there. And, yeah, just, yeah. Right, right. When, when we picked him up and got in the car, I was saying, Jacob, you weren't texting. He's like, Dad, I was running out of building. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you should have been texting me. Come on. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> we didn't have that growing up, right? We didn't yeah. have cell phones. No. But, uh, no. Um, no, if my parents didn't hear from me for, you know, three days, they didn't really mind. <laughs> yeah, it's until it got dark, you were good. Just, right. <laughs> right. Um, do you have any hope at all, um, Greg, that anything is going to get done? I mean, you just, I heard, I felt Chris Murphy's just passion and pain about all of this, that it's just, and, and all of these parents, like you, you know, and particularly ones that have lost their kids, just they go through this pain over and over again. Every single one of these triggers everybody that it happened to last time, right? And you just, and you look at the polling and go, oh my God, most of us are saying on this issue, why can't we get anything done? <laughs> right, right. Why doesn't, why doesn't the world reflect who, how the majority feels about things, right? I mean, yeah. I, I, but, you know, it, if things haven't changed up to this point, how much hope is there? I just, I hope that something changes here in Oxford. Yeah. You know, I, but it's, it's to be seen which way things are going to go. Yeah. You know, as we see over and over, it's up in the air when you think what, when what should happen is, and what should, should be obvious, or what obvi- obviously should happen doesn't happen over and over and over it's it's so frustrating well it's hard in michigan to yeah you see these militias that obviously you know that all of these issues sort of meld together don't they the you know anti-masking anti-vaxxer the you know armed militias that started with liberate michigan and then you know you see proud boys in other cities marching openly with their guns and it, it just you have to we have to keep reminding ourselves it's funny you said hopeless greg and that's what they're hoping for that we just feel hopeless about yeah. all this, that a woman's right to choose, that guns, that we just can't do anything. There's not, I mean, they're hoping that we feel hopeless, I think. And that's why I think we just have to keep fighting because you look at like, what is it, 90% of Americans want background checks. Want like, there's, thing, you know, we out here, at least in California, it was upheld banning high capacity magazines. I mean, we've got, I just feel like we can't, that's what they want is for us to just give up and say, well, we're just a country of armed militias now and, you know, uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I mean that's all I can. And I know it must be hard for you today to feel hopeful, but, uh, but I hope I hope you. The fact that you listen to me is a really good sign. I think I don't mean to bring this back to <laughs> to me, but you got to laugh. You got to <laughs> laugh. Yes. <laughs> well, I mean, really, it's usually just background noise for the day. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm everybody's wallpaper. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> But please, you know, just even the fact you uh, reached out really means a lot to us because I know it's a lot of trauma to go through. And I just to feel like, you know, we always joke that we're family on this show, but we got to feel like we're we're not taking crazy pills, right? That there are a lot more of us that are sane, that want people to be vaccinated, that want people to wear masks, that don't want, you know, open carry everywhere that, that uh, you know, are, I guess are sane. That's all we can say, right? How How is Jacob doing this morning? Um. He's doing well. He's still in bed. I had to wake him up to make sure it was okay to use to use his name. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, well, he's a typical he's, teenager then. He's still sleeping. Okay. <laughs> he's still in bed. Yeah, and I mean, he'll he'll emerge hopefully sometime before noon. Yeah. Um, but I checked on him, and he's he's doing okay. I think he's still processing. You know, at, at first when we first got him, I don't think that he really understood the gravity of yeah. of what was going on. 
And of course, none of us did because we didn't know what was happening really in the building. But you know, it was clear, obviously, that um, this had some pretty major implications. And then, as the reports started to come out about what you know what had happened in the building, it it really it hit him um, the reality of it. Well, that's the and so you know we'll see today how how yeah. he's feeling when, yeah. when might, he finally might comes be out some, of his den. Yeah, might be some PTSD, I would imagine. And you know, Greg, I think you point you mentioned it about so you know te- technology, cell phones, but also we all saw these TikTok videos that we see in other, yeah. you know, shootings as well, where you're inside these kids' terror. And someone pointed out that, you know, before they realized it was a shooter, how calm they are, that this is the reality we put our th- kids through. These, you know, shooting drills, mm-hmm. this, you know, th- these things have, all the time where they have to wonder, is this a live shooter? And then I guess, what, did he mm-hmm. pretend to be the sheriff or something? Yeah, in one and of then, the TikTok videos, he yeah. knocked on a classroom door and identified himself as a sheriff and said, let me in, bro. And the kid said, that's a tell. Yeah, right. He said, "Bro, right." And yeah. then they started to panic when they realized they, it was the shooter. The but it, it's just, yeah. I mean, these TikTok videos, Greg, take us inside all these classrooms and these kids' terror mm-hmm. and what it must be like to be in school now. I mean, it's, uh, I yeah. I mean, hug. Yeah, my understanding is one of our one of our neighbors down the road, um, his or their son, I believe, was in the classroom where the the shooter was knocking on the door, trying to kick the door, and that's. It's, it's amazing. But you're right. We saw a couple of videos from yesterday um, where the kids were calm. I mean, they were, of course, nervous, but they were pretty calm. And that was one of the things that really struck me and yeah. why I wanted to share that, that text chain with you yeah. is, you know, I'm freaking out mm-hmm. and Jacob is telling me to be calm. Yeah, this is, this is <laughs> their new normal. Tell him to be calm. He's like, hey, no, Dad, I got this. You be yeah. calm because I know you're yeah. freaking out. This is their new normal. That we've uh-huh. that we've foisted on them. I mean, we should all think about that. This is the new normal that we've made it. You know, this is the world we've made for our kids, and we either change it or, or we don't. But it, this is, I, you know, this is not normal. The minute we start thinking mm-hmm. this is normal is is when I think we're cooked. But mm-hmm. Greg, thanks so much for having the courage to reach out to us and uh, and make this about me because that's really, I think, the important. <laughs> Yeah. Just kidding. Well, I'm always happy to help with that. <laughs> <laughs> now you can go back to uh, making the Stephanie Miller show your wallpaper. <laughs> we are all family. Give please give Jacob a big group hug from all of us yes. and uh, um and thank Greg, thanks so much. Um hang in there, okay? Thank you very much. All right. Thanks, thank you, Greg. Greg. All right. Bye-bye. That's not just the sound of that first sip of morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Oh, hi. Good morning, Glenn Kirchner. Good morning, Steph. <laughs> I, that sign behind you is unclear. Do you in some way think that justice matters? Uh, yeah, I, I'm going to go with justice matters. Yeah, and I've got and I've got the big ass gavel of justice here too, just in case we. Oh need it. yeah! Oh. Don't you wield that giant gavel at me? Listen, I'm 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 a I'm a weak woman. Threaten okay. her with a good time. Yeah, don't threaten me with a good time. Wait, let me uh, play one more. Mark Meadows. Want to get right. your take on the other side, Glenn? I can tell you, uh, 
Uh, I, I'm going to be honoring his executive privilege. It's mm -hmm. not something that I have the ability to waive. Uh, mm -hmm. It's not something that is mine. It's uniquely uh, his, and uh, he's claimed that. And even uh, with uh, my uh, uh, interview that potentially is coming up with, with the House, uh, we'll be talking about non-privileged uh, information. Uh, anything that's executive privilege is going to continue to be honored. Um. Okay, Glenn, just your thoughts <laughs> on all of that. Yeah, so when, when Mark Meadows says the executive privilege is uniquely Donald Trump's, he misspoke. He meant to say it's uniquely Joe Biden's, the sitting president who has waived executive privilege. Uh, one court has already so ruled. A second court, the D.C. Federal Circuit Court of Appeals, is about to so rule. And, you know, listen, these people, these Republicans... When they speak, they're only fooling the gullible, right? That's, and that's really all they have left, is an attempt to retain their base, the support of their base, by fooling the gullible. Because it's Joe Biden's executive privilege to invoke or waive. And he has waived it in the interest of the national security of our country. Yeah. Well, I mean, and also, I'm sure you read the same story I have. Wow, is Mark Meadows up to his whatever in this uh, his new cooperation with the committee could give investigators a valuable window into how trump and his allies tried to enlist government officials to pursue baseless co uh, uh, conspiracy theories meadows reached out to some of the company's the country's top national security officials in an effort to connect them to trump allies the crazy people who were pushing unfounded claims of foreign in election interference. Not only did Meadows try to get top government officials to investigate baseless conspiracy theories being espoused by Giuliani, Flynn, Powell, he also passed along conspiratorial materials himself, including YouTube videos and other information alleging widespread evidence of voter fraud. And Glenn, every single one of the crazies, the Chinese thermostats, the Italian satellites, the, at the highest level of our government, he was so he's implicated it's not just what trump did isn't he personally implicated he is and if mark meadows had any sense he would go the way of jeffrey clark donald trump's former high doj official who is prepared tomorrow to plead the fifth invoke his fifth amendment right against self-incrimination and let me be clear jeffrey clark absolutely has a viable fifth amendment right against self-incrimination as does mark meadows as you just pointed out steph so they can try to bluff and bluster their way through it. They can invoke all these bogus privileges, executive privilege, attorney-client privilege, magical unicorn privilege. None of it at the end of the day will, will matter. And I predict you're going to see Mark Meadows as the target of a criminal investigation, just as Jeffrey Clark absolutely must be criminally investigated by the Department of Justice now that Clark said, he committed crimes and will have to invoke his Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. Well, I was going to say, that's a tantamount, isn't it, to saying I've committed crimes that I'm afraid I'm going to be implicated in? I mean, it isn't... In fact, Steph, you're only permitted lawfully to invoke the Fifth if your testimony would incriminate you. You can't just say, listen, I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to testify. I don't want to incriminate others. None of those are legitimate reasons to invoke your Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination only if you committed a crime and your truthful testimony would implicate you. Right. You said given you tweeted, Glenn, given that Clark was in a criminal conspiracy with Trump and others to commit crimes 
against the United States, and he committed an overt act in furtherance of the conspiracy by drafting, circulating the letter to Georgia state officials. If anyone has a reason to plead the fifth, Clark does. Isn't Meadows also implicated in that? Meadows uh, obviously was involved in Georgia. He went there physically. He facilitated the call to Raffensperger. He was on that call. I mean, yeah. And now Meadows Meadows is where Clark was a few weeks ago, because remember, Clark desperately didn't want to plead the fifth because we all know what that means. So a couple of weeks ago, when he was hauled before the House Select Committee, he made up a bunch of other privileges and then he stormed out without testifying, which is why he has already committed the crime of contempt of Congress. So I hope Congress doesn't give him backseas by letting him come in tomorrow, plead the fifth and pretend that his first contemptuous appearance never occurred. It did occur. And I think he should still be referred for criminal prosecution. Glenn, when you say criminal conspiracy against the United States of America, that's pretty easy for us to understand, even us non-lawyers. Is that a legal charge? Because that exactly feels like exactly what it is. Is is that a legal charge, that and trying to overthrow, you know, either the government of the United States or a peaceful, to stop the peaceful transfer of power? Are any of those technical charges? Yeah, and at the moment, Steph, I, I, I'm sorry that I left my big, ugly blue code book in the other room where I'd run to get it. <laughs> I've and seen it. it up. I've seen it. 18, you, you've seen it? Yeah, yeah, I flashed it to you before. Um, So 18 United States Code Section 371 is a a conspiracy to defraud or commit offenses against the United States. It's precisely one of the charges that Bob Mueller brought against the Russian Internet Agency that tried that, you know, they tried to interfere with our free and fair elections. They committed offenses against the United States. And the beauty of a 371 conspiracy, I urge any of your your viewers to just go on the DOJ website and look up that that charge, 18 U.S.C. 371. And DOJ talks about how broad and sweeping a criminal charge that is. And it can include all kinds of offenses against the United States. And certainly it would include an attempt to corruptly um, overturn the results of a presidential election. It's absolutely a precise criminal charge that applies to what Jeff Clark and what Mark Meadows and what Steve Bannon and what Roger Stone and what Rudy Giuliani and what Mo Brooks and what John Eastman and what Donald Trump did. And we are on the same track as Nick the Nixon investigation, the Watergate investigation. We had congressional hearings, then we had indictments and we had prosecutions. We are on sort of when you pull back the 30,000 feet, we're on the same path. And we're going to get there. We're going to get to a place of accountability. I am more sure of it every day with the way things are unfolding. Well, you brought up Steve Bannon. He appears to be using his criminal case, I'm reading, uh, to give Trump a window into the House Select Committee's investigation. He, of course, has a right to see evidence against him, but he's trying to make some of that public, uh, including witness interviews and investigators' internal communications in court filings. Um, uh, the it's not about trying to case in the media. It's about making it costly for the committee to go after him, said one analyst. It's gray mail, pure and simple. You can't touch me because if you do, I'll spill your secrets. Um, he's trying to pry open the investigation to help other witnesses who don't want to cooperate. Um, yes. Steve Bannon's an anarchist. That's what he's trying to do. So will that succeed? No, he's following the Manafort blueprint. Remember when Manafort pretended to cooperate but kept one foot in the Trump camp? 
right. and was basically acting as a double agent, trying to get whatever he could out of the Mueller investigation and deliver it back to Trump. So Bannon is trying to do the same thing, but it's not going to work because, first of all, even though Bannon asked the court to give him permission to throw all of his discovery, all of the information that had been turned over to his attorneys by the prosecutors into the public square, I don't think the court has ruled yet, but the court will deny that. And the prosecutors will be really careful about what they give him. They'll give him what he needs to prepare his defense, but they're not going to give him anything that will compromise the ongoing investigations. He can try it. He will not gray mail the prosecutors into dropping these charges. So let's get to the big price. Uh, Hugo Lowell tweeted hours before the Capitol attack. Trump called top lieutenants in the command center at the Willard, pressed them on how to stop Biden's certification from taking place. You said Donald Trump must be indicted. A failure to prosecute Trump for his conspiracy to overthrow our democracy guarantees future attempts to overthrow our democracy. Um, When you say you're confident, does that mean, again, we don't know what's happening or not at the Justice Department or with Merrick Garland, do we? But we no, have, yeah. we, we don't. But let me start with Jeffrey Clark and then transition to the war room meeting and Donald Trump calling his lieutenants. That was a great article by Hugo Lowe. Um, so Jeffrey Clark, as a former DOJ official, is preparing to plead the Fifth Amendment right against self-incrimination. Of necessity, the Department of Justice must criminally investigate one of their own. What does that mean? We ordinarily don't like to have organizations investigate their own misconduct. That's like when Bill Barr was attorney general and he looked into his own misconduct and cleared himself of all wrongdoing. Shocked. So what I think this moves us toward the um, the Jeffrey Clark Fifth Amendment development is the need for a special counsel. But let me circle back to the war room meeting. I love the story about Donald Trump calling his lieutenants at the Willard on January 5th and saying, Mike Pence won't do our dirty bidding for us. What else you got? What else you got to turn over to overturn the election results? You know what that does? That takes away the 0.01% argument that maybe Donald Trump really thought Mike Pence had the lawful authority to overturn the election results. He He didn't because he said, look, Pence won't do it for us. What else do you got that will help us overturn the election results and keep me in power? The, the evidence of criminality by Donald Trump mounts by the day. Well, speaking of which, the question we've been wanting to ask you all week and with this just horrific reporting about Trump knowing he had COVID and, you know, obviously yeah. going forward with the debate, the Gold Star family meeting, the you know, what do you call it? I mean, debate prep on and on, the debate itself. I mean, Glenn, you've talked about his criminal negligence in handling COVID in general, but What about personally? What I was speculating as a non-lawyer is I'm like, I guess with a highly infectious airborne virus, it would be hard to prove it was him. But even Chris Christie said six of the seven of us in the debate room got it. So, I mean, it clearly was Trump and he clearly knew he was infected and he was symptomatic. What is there? It might be hard. It might be hard to directly prove it was him. But how about we try? Because that's what courts are for. That's why we put 12 citizens in the jury box, Steph whether in a criminal case or a civil case. Because if you have a righteous claim to bring, then you don't just go through all this legal navel gazing and second guessing and hand wringing. You go into court, you put your claim, whether criminal or civil, before 12 people in the box, and you let them decide. Because Donald Trump, you know, 
criminal liability for spreading COVID is a little bit of a challenge, mm-hmm. but civil liability yeah. for what we now know he did running around breathing all yeah. over gold star, gold star family. Yes. And, yeah. you know, and, and Joe Biden during Reporters. the uh, debate. Uh, Sheer Michael, I, is I it think- Sheer? He said he was in the back of Air Force One. He got, Trump came back and talked to them for 10 minutes, no mask, he got COVID. His wife got COVID. Civil suit to be brought against yeah. Donald Trump for that. And guess what? That is not within the scope of his official presidential duties. So unlike the E. Jean Carroll case, the Department of Justice would have no reason to step in and defend him.